What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today, one week out from the NFL Draft. Adam Azer with Heath Cummings and Jamie Eisenberg. And Debo Samuel is not on the show. Kind of sounded like uh, he was joining us. He's not happy right now. He wants a trade, so we are going to talk about that. Woo, all right. You guys ready for this, uh, this upcoming week? Or I guess really 10 days, these three days. Ah, forget day three. Day three is boring. The, you know, the next eight days or so. going to be fun. Day three for us is going to be probably the, the busiest day. For all of us? For me as well? No, I mean, for, for fantasy purposes. I mean, you're going to see a lot of guys go day three. Yeah, but they don't matter as much. You know that. It, but day three will be the busiest day because getting rankings and all those things updated after day one and day two. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see who the players are that go in the order different than we think they should, whether it's the quarterbacks, whether maybe it's those top three running backs or the receivers like and then how do we react to that? So I just want to be clear, Heath, day three is going to be a lot busier for you than it is for me, right? Since I don't have rankings to update. I don't think you are going to do anything at all on day three, except for maybe a podcast in the evening. That is, no, I think I might go out to lunch, but yeah. Will you actually watch the draft? Yeah, uh, no, not on day three. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> you know, there's an app you can use to follow the draft that will have a wonderful show. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of it before? I, I have. Sorry, I'm looking something up. Yes, I have heard of it. CBS Sports app, CBS Sports HQ. Follow the draft live there. It's going to be great. Um, I have a question for you guys in just a second, but I wanted to get these props for Ahmad Gardner. I think his prop I was listening to the pick six podcast on Monday. They were talking about player props for, you know, over under where they're going to be picked. So for example, three and a half for Thibodeau, I think, uh, under means he'd be drafting the first three picks over fourth picker later. But for Gardner, I think it was seven and a half. And I just, I don't know that, I feel like if one quarterback goes, that means Gardner's probably not going to be in the first seven picks. So that was an interesting one to me. But my question to start the show, before we get into Debo Samuel, who do you think is going number one in the NFL draft, Jamie? It's such a crazy, uh, crazy top. Um, because I, I, if I'm the Jaguars, I'm taking a, uh, one of the linemen. You know, I, I know they brought back Cam Robinson, but to me, Evan Neal is just such a stud. Uh, it'd be hard to pass on him. Um, but 
conventional wisdom would probably say they're taking Aiden Hutchinson to take the best defensive lineman, or at least on paper. Um, so if I was betting, I'd probably bet Hutchinson. But if it's me, I'm taking Neil. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Walker just because it's Jacksonville. And, you know, yeah. why, don't, why don't they do something different than what everybody else thinks they should? <laughs> Trayvon Walker is is definitely a name getting a lot of buzz. He's awesome. Could go a lot of ways. He has nine and a half sacks in his career. So that's kind of this production versus upside debate uh, out of Georgia. I'm basically just echoing what I just heard on my morning commute from uh, listening to Ryan Wilson and Will Brinson talk about it. But Your morning commute? Where? Uh, from taking, your bedroom to the office? Taking my kid to school. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good podcast. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, he hasn't. He played out of position at Georgia and all that, but Ryan, who we're going to have on next week, does not think Trayvon Walker should be the number one pick. No, who, neither does uh, Pete Prisco. Who, I think we should go back to your poo-pooing of day three, day three though. Yeah. Like, who was the highest scoring day three pick last year at each position? Okay. I think the number two number two quarterback was a day three pick, right? Uh, but as rookies, they're not going to do much. Oh, as rookies. Okay. Who was the number so two, lots, who was the number two quarterback Brown, right? by the... Oh, Tom Brady? Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. No, as rookies, they, they don't contribute much. And I'll probably watch the fourth round. Like Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. No, sometimes they do. Sometimes Brown, they do. Right? <laughs> Amara St. Brown was a day three pick. Yep. Michael Carter. Michael Carter. Amara St. Brown was 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 he day three or was he the end of was round the three? best was the best rookie quarterback a day three pick? Mac Jones. Davis Mills round three or round four. Mac Jones was better. I mean, in fantasy points. Davis Mills, I believe, was round three. Uh, that's disappointing. <laughs> Once you get past round four, fine. I'll give you I'll give you the first round of day three. Uh, all right. Anyway, let me tell you what's coming up next week. We have had a really busy, very fun week. Monday is going to be Ryan Wilson and Dan Schneier, I believe, scheduled to come on the show to do kind of a mock draft, ideal landing spots, that type of thing. Tuesday, we're going to talk about the NFL, current NFL veteran players who have the most to gain or lose based on who their teams draft in the first round and, and then beyond. Wednesday, we're going to have a mailbag. So you can get your questions in at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. That's the letter I, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. And also, you can leave us an Apple Podcast review, a five-star review on Apple Podcast with your question. That'll basically guarantee you're getting uh, your question read on a show. And then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we will be reacting after each round. So it might be a midnight to 1 a.m. kind of deal. We might start at 1 a.m. on Thursday. I don't know. But we'll have instant reaction to round one, then round two on Friday night, and then rounds two and three on Friday night, and then rounds four through seven on Saturday. Last thing before we get into Debo, we do have to talk about this. If you want to get in our podcast league, there's a way to get in. Fill out the form in the episode description with your prediction of the top 10 picks of the NFL draft. Whoever is closest to the exact order gets the spot. The link is in the episode description. All you have to do is guess the players. You don't have to tell us which teams, but the order of the players in the top 10, and you have to spell the names correctly. If you don't, you're not going to get credit for it. <laughs> so somebody goes 10 for 10, but they spelled the name wrong, but they had a, a fat thumbs. You're going to penalize them. <laughs> it's not me. It, it's it's being filled out on a Google form that Schrager is going to sort by correct answers, and he's not going to sort for all the different spellings of all the names. So it's not like we're penalizing you to be jerks. It's just, we're not going to see the answer if you don't don't spell the name right. So get you making Schrager do it now. 
Get someone with thinner thumbs. Jamie, let's talk about Debo Samuel. Wait, wait, no. There, there's also another way to get in. If you say something nice about Adam to me on Twitter, I'll let oh. you in the podcast. Week. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. All right, news and notes. Debo Samuel has requested a trade. Reportedly, the Niners have no interest in trading him. It's a contract thing or whatever it might be. Obviously, the contract is a big part of it. So we're going to play a game called Finding Debo. We're going to get two teams from Heath that... If he were traded there, it would increase Debo's value. And then two teams that would decrease Debo's value if he were traded there. Heath, give me two teams in which you would rank. You currently have Debo Samuel at wide receiver nine. And Jamie and Dave have him at wide receiver eight in PPR. Two teams that would go higher than nine for you. I th- I'll play the game in a little different form because I, I really don't think if Debo Samuel gets traded anywhere, I'm going to rank him higher than ninth. Um, so I'm not sure that, that that works, but the best place by far, I think he could get traded would be the Packers where he could go be Aaron Rodgers, number one wide receiver. And maybe they wouldn't ask him to do the things that apparently he doesn't want to do anymore. Um, I, number two, I struggle with, but I guess I'd say Kansas city. Like those are probably the two places where I'd have him ranked the highest if he went to those two places. Um, but I don't. Man, there's already, for me at least, so much uncertainty about how much of what he did last year he can replicate. Um, and I would have more of those concerns if he was on a different team. Okay. So if, if he gets traded to the Packers, would you move him ahead of Chris Godwin or Keenan Allen? I don't believe I would, no. Okay. Jamie, give me two teams that you would lower Debo's ranking of eight if he were traded to. I mean, I generally agree with Heath that if he gets traded, especially if it's not like the Packers is the most obvious win for him. Um, but if he were to go probably anywhere else, he he would, I think, fall outside the top ten for me. Um, not not that far, but you know, outside the top ten for sure. Um, I'll I'll just go with the 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 teams that have a need. The one that makes the most sense, which I think is the team that's probably the most in on him, would be the Jets because if they're going to be in on Tyree Kill and it's his former coaching staff or at least you know coaches that worked on the staff when he was there in San while well, he that were in San Francisco with him um, in terms of Robert Sala and Michael Floor, I, I think that's, you know, a spot where you could certainly see the Jets going all in and Debo's value going all out, you know, essentially um, because his receiving numbers, I don't know if they would crater, but they would certainly fall off. And if they're using him as a rusher, um, I don't know if he'd have the same amount of touchdown success. So that would be the concern His rushing numbers. Uh, Rushing yards may still be the same, but his touchdowns, I think, would would fall off a little bit. And then the other one would be the Falcons uh, because they already have a clone. So that you know, we just want to have fun with that. You know, Cordero Patterson is basically uh, the same type of guy that Debo Samuel was last year, more of a rusher than a receiver in terms of how the numbers uh, shook out, but obviously similar type of hybrid player. So we know that the Falcons have a need for a receiver, and if they were to you know jump into the mix there. Uh, I think it could get ugly for Debo Samuel's fantasy value. Okay, so we're going to play another game. Would he be top 12 if he went to blank? And 12 for Jamie is T. Higgins. 12 for Heath is Tyreek Hill, who's actually much higher for Dave and Jamie. I'm sorry, 12 for Jamie is Mike Evans. Uh, Higgins is 13 for you. So Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, these are the types of names we're looking at in this range for depending on which analyst you're talking about. Would Debo Samuel be a top 12 wide receiver if he were traded to Philadelphia? No. No. Dallas. I, I'll only, I just want to put the caveat that if Chris Godwin's not ready to go, 
then he'd be ahead of Godwin. Um, Dallas, uh, that's an interesting one. No. Man, I don't even know for sure that I would rank him ahead of CD Lamb if he was in Dallas. So I want to say no, I would not either. That was going to be my next question. Uh, New England. No. No. Baltimore. No. No. Houston. <laughs> no. No. Indianapolis. No. You know that's an interesting one because I I I think they certainly have a need and I would expect them to you know maximize his potential similar to what San Francisco has, but I don't think he would be as good. Uh, so no, but they just don't have the draft capital to get him. I don't think without a first round pick. Okay. Let me do one more. How about, how about new Orleans? No. Nope. How about Jacksonville? <laughs> we don't uh, mean that. No. Come on. Number one receiver for up and coming quarterback. No, no. All right. All right. All right, more. Also, uh, they just gave Christian Kirk $20 million and started this whole wide receiver mess. They can't yeah. give Debo 25. Uh, I guess they could. All right, a couple other news items. Tua Tungavailoa, I thought saw an interesting quote for him. He just said, Really, the biggest thing for us is yak, which of course is yards after catch. We want to yak the heck out of teams. So that uh yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's the 49ers. It's not necessarily what you think of with Tyreek Hill. Or, yeah, I, I guess I'd I guess I'd stand by that. But what do you think? I mean, how do you think Waddle and Hill fit in with we want to yak the heck out of teams? I mean, you know, when you have speed like that, it makes a ton of sense. You know, find ways to get them in space and let them do what they do. So that was one of the surprising things about Waddle last year was that the way he was targeted, he didn't have more yak, right? Yeah, I I think that was more a byproduct of that offensive line being as terrible as it was. Like, you know, there was so many times where Tua puts his foot in the ground and there's a guy in his face. And so, you know, hopefully with the additions that they've made and makes may continue to make, uh, that unit is better, or just they play better under a new coach, you know, with the additions of Armstead and, and Connor Williams. So, you know, Tua has more time, Mike McDaniel's system. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy in for sure. For Gusecki also. And the last note I had, not a lot today, but I really don't like Kadarius Tony not reporting to voluntary workouts for the Giants. I don't know if it was a, a personal issue or something like that, but you'd really like to see him there. New coaching staff doesn't have a playbook. And yeah, I mean, for a guy that you're hoping can, can kind of capitalize on his talent, we know he has talent. Yeah, does this does this bother you, Heath? That Kadarius Tony did not report for the start of the Giants' workouts, which of course are voluntary. Yeah, he's not in my rankings, so I'm not going to move him down. But um, no, he's in my top 150. That's not fair. Um, but yeah, I I would like it more if he was there. I'd like an explanation. Not Jamie, sure I deserve one. Does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> does it make any difference to you, Jamie? I mean, you know, if, if there wasn't a pattern of injuries last year and, you know, I don't think he was disgruntled, but I don't know that he wasn't last season. And, you know, the, I, I saw some quote, I forget who it was, about just the attitude difference for the Giants. I, I don't know who said it. Um, uh, you know, coming off the, the meeting with the media, the voluntary practices, but, you know, they said that the – you know, just the, the feeling in the building is different, which you, you probably understand. I think expect. Xavier McKinney said something about that, and I think Joe Judge was, I don't know if, he was kind of a stickler 
It's a little bit yeah. more laid back now, but but also you know determined and it's this, it's kind of the same stuff you see whenever there's a new coach. But uh, that's what I'm saying. It, it's it's not anything to read into, but you know you'd like to see everybody on board. You know, and so like you said, hopefully it's not injury related. And he dealt with so much last year for Tony. He's got so much upside. I mean, especially you know with Brian Dable coming in, and you know, is Galladay the one? Is Shepard even healthy? Can he get ready for the start of the season? You know, there's just so many ifs with this receiving core that Tony's got such a path to success if he's right. I mean, we saw the upside last year in in those two or three games, but that was really it. And so, um, you know, I, I'm I'm hopeful, and I think if you're in the Kadarius Tony market to be buying him, your window is wide open right now. All right. By the way, today's topic, which I should have mentioned 15 minutes ago, is early average draft position review. We're going to look at the, the NFC draft since the day after the Tyreek Hill trade, about 15 drafts or so, and just some of the trends we're seeing, including Cooper Cup going second overall. Before we do that, I want to give a random advanced stat and see if you care about this at all. Tony Pollard, over the last three seasons, has ranked first, third, and 13th in the PFF, Pro Football Focus, elusiveness rating. It's, I don't know. It's kind of a fun thing that people like, I guess. First, third, and 13th, that's among halfbacks with a minimum of 50 carries. Uh, if you make it a minimum of 100 carries last year, he would have been ninth. But he's been statistically, because I, I actually was, I figured we were probably going to talk about Michael Carter today. So I was just looking to see how Michael Carter uh, rated with the advanced stats on PFF, and he ranked very well last year. But then I just went back a few years, and Tony Pollard keeps showing up near the top of the list. Uh, Heath, does that does that matter to you that PFF thinks he's a pretty damn elusive runner? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's more about how many touches is he going to get. It makes him more appealing as a potential um, handcuff or backup to Zeke because if something does happen and – Ezekiel Elliott doesn't play through the injury like he has the past couple of years, but misses a month or two, then Pollard could be one of those league-winning running backs. I'm Is still he? not sure, like, between the tackles, that they would use him in the same way they have Elliott if there was no Elliott. But. I was going to say, if if there was no Elliott, let's just say they traded him or, or you know, suffered an injury or won the lottery, as Dave likes to say, um, where would where would you rank Tony Pollard? Like, it, it'd be hard to keep him out of the top 10. <laughs> If, if yeah. there's no Zeke. Yeah, I think he would have every bit the case to be um, not too far from like DeAndre Swift range, which is the bottom of the top 10. I'm not sure it'd be a big difference between him and Javante Williams. That that was the guy I was thinking of, you know, just in terms of unproven, but you know the potentials there and you know the superstar, the superstar potentials there, you know, so like that, man. Yeah, it's a great setup. It's a great setup. Uh, And in limited work, he has been a very effective running back, uh, but never had a huge workload season, a career high, 130 carries for Tony Pollard last year. We will take a break when we come back. Early average draft position trends. We'll tell you about them, what you need to know, right after this on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. Reminder, everybody, to uh, click the link in the episode description, join our NFL draft contest, and spell the names right. Because when Jamie goes through all of the entries, he's going to be sorting by correct spelling of the last If names. you spell their names wrong, but you get all 10 right, I will let you in the podcast league. I will too, because nobody's getting all 10 right. I, I could guarantee you that. So, early average draft position since the day after the Tyreek Hill trade, which is about a month now, has Cooper Cup as the number two pick on NFC, which is typically half PPR. Jamie, what do you think about that? When do you think Cooper Cup should go, and why do you think he is number two behind Jonathan Taylor? Well, I mean, when you think about it, there's there's really a lot of uncertainty after Taylor. I mean, you know, you can make the case for Eckler and what he did last year and, and hopefully replicating that. You can make the case for McCaffrey based on his upside when he's healthy, but clearly we know the downside. Uh, same thing for Derrick Henry, um, you know, as long as he's back at 100%. I don't know, and Adam, I, I don't have the ADP in front of me, so uh, I don't know who's 3, 4, and 5. I would assume they're, they're, those guys are close to that, if not in 3, 4, and 5. Yeah, um, I'll tell you in a second. But in terms of, of Cup, you know, as we've seen this offseason, you know, where there was the conversation about Adams or Cup, and I know uh, just because I, I wrote the story, and I don't know if you ever changed it at any point, Heath, but I know Adams was number one for you right after the season when we did our top tens. So he yep. was in the conversation, Adams was, for number one receiver. Now Cup clearly is, is ahead of him. Um, Tyreek Hill getting traded. You know, I don't know how many people are going to take Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase as much as you may love them over Cooper Cup. And the fact that as of now, his his competition is Allen Robinson uh, in terms of, you know, competing for for the top targets. You know, they haven't brought back Odell Beckham yet. And if they do bring back Beckham, he's still coming off an ACL tear. So there may be even bigger opportunity for Cooper Cup if that's possible. So if you're looking at it and you have that second pick, you know, it, it for me, when, when I saw this in your notes, um, it was what's the what's the, the, the two rounds that follow that? And based on the drafts that we've done, you're looking at still getting another potential wide receiver in round two in the in the range of a Debo Samuel, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans type of guy, uh, which is not a bad start. But it's it's even better from what you get in round three. So you can still be looking at Leonard Fournette or Antonio Gibson or Josh Jacobs or David Montgomery, one of those guys. And you come away with, you know, still a potential top 10 running back and, and two top tier receivers. Or if you want to go a different route, Mark Andrews in round two, uh, two running backs rounds two in round three. Can I um, Can I interrupt and just tell you, some of the names that, you know, you, based on the ADP that we're using today. Okay. So Jonathan Taylor's one, Cup is two, and then Eckler, McCaffrey, Henry are three, four, five. But if you're talking about, all right, I got to choose between, you could even, if you're in a full PPR league, 
Cooper Cup had 105 more catches than Jonathan Taylor last year. So uh, not saying that's going to repeat, but I, I could see a case for him being one if you want to go that route like people used to do with Antonio Brown. Um, who are you looking at, let's say, end of round two, beginning of round three in a 12-team league? I'll start with pick 22. Josh Allen is pick 21. So pick 22 is A.J. Brown, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Mark Andrews, Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers, Mike Evans. So you could start your team with Cooper Cup, maybe Nick Chubb, any two of Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers, or throwing a wide receiver there, A.J. Brown, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, or Mark Andrews could be there too. So that's a that's a pretty decent case to take Cooper Cup in round. It's an amazing one, case. Right? With the first or second pick. Yeah. And the thing, like we were just talking about Debo, and there's some connection there for me because I have, we'd never seen anything like that from Debo before. And he and Cup were kind of the major outliers. But if you look at what Cup was the three years before, his 17 game pace from those three years was 99 catches, 1,200 yards, and eight touchdowns. Like he's, and that's with Jared Goff. So yeah, he's not going to do what he did last year, but he had such a high base coming into that year with a worst quarterback that I think you feel more secure about him coming closer to that probably than the running backs. Um, I have him six or seven and I kind of want to move cup a little bit higher. It's the same. <laughs> so what, what, what do you think right now? I actually, I think just looking at that him being number two and having the conversation first with Heath a couple days ago on FFT and five. And right now it's, it opened my eyes a little bit to getting out of the mindset, the kind of old school mentality that the first five picks or so have to be running backs, even that the first two or three picks have to be running backs. And it's, you know, I've talked about this a lot when we've talked dynasty. It's just kind of a maybe transition period at running back where Jamie already mentioned it. A lot of question marks with those guys. Maybe we, you know, open our minds a little bit and, and put cup high. So where do you think the highest you could conceivably put Cooper cup would be? Two. I, it's, it's, I more, don't, it's more about the, the build. It's not necessarily about just looking at the first round. Right. It's about how you build your, your first three picks. And, and like I said, you, you laid that out perfectly. Yeah, I'm going to move them up to five. Um, but I don't think I'll, unless something happens to one of them, I don't think I'll probably rank him ahead of Taylor, Eckler, Henry, or McCaffrey. The, the thing about specifically, I think, McCaffrey and Henry is you've seen their ceilings. And they're still young enough where it's not that out of the realm of possibility for them to get close to that again. I mean, obviously McCaffrey, for what he can be, if healthy, you know, you go back really, I think, two seasons ago, the first year for Matt hey, Rule when Jamie, he played the three games. Jamie, I got to hop off for like two minutes, all right? Can you, can you take over for me? Yeah. Sorry, folks. All right, Jamie's going to... When, when, he, when he had those, those three games and was still in the same point per game range as he was the year before when he was a record setter. Now, again, it's a small sample size, but at least it showed you under Matt Rule that he could be that caliber of player again. And he wasn't so far off when you removed the games that he left last year. So, you know, I think that's what you're kind of kind of looking at. But, um, you know, I, I think, again, if you're just talking about how you build your team, you know, Heath, if you, if you extend that and you go McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, Antonio Gibson, do you like that as much as Cooper Cup, Antonio Brown, or A.J. Brown, excuse me, um, Nick Chubb, for example, you know, however, however the first three picks go, like which, which start do you like better or Henry, you know, throw whatever running back you want. There. 
Yeah, I mean, the fact that A.J. Brown and Mark Andrews are possibilities at the 2-3 turn makes me, I think, lean a little bit more towards those top four running backs. If I could come out of the uh, the first three picks with McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, and Mark Andrews, I'd feel pretty fantastic about it. Um, and I think I, I'm not probably quite as high on Chubb, especially in PPR or right now on Antonio Gibson because it doesn't seem like Washington's very high on him. So I, I think I might like the wide receiver tight end combo at the two, three turn more than I do the running backs. Uh, understandably so. It'll probably come down to personal preference, but yeah. you know, it's uh it's gonna be fun. You know, we're gonna start to do a lot more mock drafts, obviously following the uh the NFL draft. I think the highest I've seen Cup go in our in our few drafts that we've done has been fight fifth overall. So um top five pick I think it's hard to get away from of, of what he can be. All right, next uh, guy that we're going to look at here is Patrick Mahomes, who's still the, the number two quarterback. Uh, he's going in the same range as Justin Herbert. Uh, for me, Mahomes right now is fifth, but I have all of the top five guys bunched up, essentially. You know, Josh Allen won, but two, three, four, and five. Uh, for me, it's Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, uh, Tom Brady, and, and then Mahomes. Uh, I can certainly see myself flipping Mahomes and, and Brady if Mahomes gets a, a significant piece in the NFL draft and Godwin's not ready to go. But basically... Two, three, four, and five are all very close. Uh, where do you have Mahomes currently ranked right now following the Tyreek Hill trade? Yeah, he's at four for me, but the same thing you said. Like, I've got Allen on a little bit of a pedestal. I don't have Brady in the class with Herbert Jackson and Mahomes, but those three guys are separated by like four and a half points for the entire season in my projections. Um, I don't envision with those three right there together, I'm going to get very much Patrick Mahomes because Lamar Jackson seems to be going two rounds after Herbert and Mahomes in most of our mock drafts. Um, and I think in ADP as well, I mean, it, it sounds like Herbert and Mahomes are kind of tied for a second behind Josh Allen and then Jackson's fifth or sixth. So I think the value in early ADP for me is Jackson. I, I don't, I think there's a chance that Mahomes is still number one. I think he's in that group for sure. But without Tyreek Hill and right now having not replaced him with anyone but Juju, I would uh, I'd put him fourth. Hey, I think the thing, Adam, we're talking about Mahomes and Herbert. Um, the, the thing with uh, with Mahomes is, you know, you heard the comment earlier that he made this week about the, the height of his receivers, you know, not ever having, you know, guys like that. I don't think it was a shot at Tyreek Hill, but it was you know, certainly having some taller guys in, in Juju and, and MBS. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. You know, that's the biggest key is, you know, do, do they, do they address the position in the first round? Is it more of a day two or day three, you know, backfill kind of, you know, not just replacing Tyree kill because they may have feel like they may feel like they've already done that per se, not from a talent standpoint, just from a body standpoint. Um, but they also have to replace Byron Pringle. Let's not forget about that. So, you know, I think it's the caliber of player that they, that they still bring in. And then it's, you're buying into Mahomes' talent. Clearly you're buying into Andy Reid and, and sort of, how do they correct some of the uh, coverages and the adjustments that teams made against them? Clearly, they don't have the same, you know, speed and skill combination because I think Mark Marcos Valdez Scantling is, is certainly fast enough. He's not Tyree Kill fast, but he's fast enough. And so, how do they replace, you, you know, Tyree Kill and adjust to what teams are throwing at them? All right, shall we move on? Sure. I'm sure that was a very interesting discussion. Sorry, I missed it. Uh, Leonard Fournette versus James Conner. They are separated by 20 picks. Leonard Fournette, 19th overall in this early ADP, which is, again, about a month old now, 15, 14 or 15 drafts. Leonard Fournette, 19th overall. James Conner, 39th overall. Heath, do you feel like that's too big of a gap? Yeah, I, I have um, Fournette slightly ahead of James Conner. I think they're both late round two picks um, or early round three picks. And so, again, like this is a situation where 
I love the fact that I can get Connor a round or two later. I don't really know why. They've both shown, um, and it was a bigger sample size for Fournette last year, but they've both shown the ability to be top three or four running backs. If one of these teams goes and drafts a running back, I would I would guess that will impact it next week. But as of right now, I think they're both borderline number ones worth a pick at the end of round two. What do you think about the gap? 20 picks, Fournette 19th, Connor 39th, Jamie. I mean, I love the value for Connor, clearly. You know, uh, he said it. You know, he was he was great last year in the five games that Chase Edmonds missed. He was clearly still successful playing in tandem with Edmonds. Um, and obviously the coaching staff, I don't know if they made the decision. We're going with Connor over Edmonds if Edmonds wanted out because he was the first running back who signed in free agency. But um, I remember Cliff Kingsbury saying at the Combine, we can't bring both back. We're going to bring one back, you know, and, and maybe they had made their decision at that point. Um, these two guys terrify me because of, you know, just – the, the nature of, I think, Fournette is due to probably have some sort of injury that's going to cause him to miss time if he's going to handle as much work as he does again this year. If they don't address, you know, bringing in a second guy, I don't think Giovanni Bernard is the answer. I don't think Keyshawn Vaughn is the answer, you know, so they may add another running back in the draft, uh, probably not very high. And then I expect the Cardinals to bring in somebody else, you know, whatever somebody else might be. I don't think, you know, Benjamin's going to be the second guy there. So, um, they're very close. And, and and for me, it's really, it's not just these two. It's the group of Antonio Gibson, Aaron Jones, uh, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs. Uh, I might be missing somebody in that group. You know, Nick Chubb's a little bit ahead of them for me, but I can certainly see if you want to put him in that category as well, especially in PPR, um, of, you know, where there, there could be somebody else. In some cases, there is somebody else. Um, you know, some of the flaws you see, you know, for Gibson, for example, you know, will he catch passes now that McKissick back Catch past the level that we saw at the end of that se- last season. Now that McKissick is back, um, you know, so I- I'm 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 torn on on where these guys should be in 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 terms of their running back rankings. But I think, as he as he said to me, that whole group is essentially the back end of round two to the middle of round three, or maybe the end of round three. You know, depending on how your your team is looking, uh, they're all they all should go in that range, including James Conner. James Conner played six games without Chase Edmonds, and he was basically the second-best running back in fantasy. His, his pace, his 17-game pace in six games without Edmonds. Edmonds played one snap in one of them, so I'm not counting that. Uh, 1,800. <laughs> I don't even think that's an Azer stat. Like, who's counting that game? 1,884 total yards, 85 catches, 29 touchdowns. That was his pace, and uh, he averaged something like 22 fantasy points per game in full PPR. Uh, it was it was pretty incredible. So, okay, next topic here is round four and late round three. I think very, I think very risky. And I, you tell me what you think. And is there still a lot of upside here? So, about the last two picks of round three, about thirty fourth overall is where I'm picking this up. Thirty fourth, thirty fifth. I guess thirty fourth would be the last three picks. Saquon Barkley, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddle. Josh Jacobs, James Conner, Kyle Pitts, Ezekiel Elliott, Dobbins, Burrow, David Montgomery, Elijah Mitchell, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin. Now Godwin, the way he lasts that long if he's healthy, so we can. And that's pick forty-eight. But I was like, I always play this game in my head. What is Heath laughing at? What did I say? That was bad. That was embarrassing. That Heath is laughing at. Is that what? Ha- I, that is usually not that. I'm usually just self conscious. But Heath's laughing, so I'd like to know what what's so funny. I was not laughing at you. I just I was kind of laughing at that those running back names. 
Like the the dead zone conversation is going to be so interesting this year because I I don't remember having that many names and talents that have produced like some of these guys have over the last couple of years. I mean, David Montgomery was what the number six running back two years ago and and thirteen or fourteen last year, and he's at the back of this list. Um, there there's and then at wide receiver too, like. Is there any upside of this group, you ask? And then we've got DeAndre Hopkins and DK Metcalf and Jalen Waddle. Like, there's enormous amounts of upside. They just, just all these guys have warts. Except, I mean, and Connor does too. Like we talked about him, he's got the injury warts. Um, I, I don't, I don't mind this group at all. It is risky. Yeah. But the t- the amount of upside that's available at the three four turn. Um, this is the point last year, I think, where we might be started taking a couple of the quarterbacks because all the all the really league winning players were kind of off the board. Maybe it'll be that way again by the time we get to August. I, I would imagine, though, like you're saying, Burrow in this range. So this this range is typically for us where where the quarterbacks will start to go. At least the way we'll tell people to draft. You know, so you know this is where you'll see Allen and and maybe whoever's number two. You know, Lamar, Mahomes, Herbert. Um, you know that th- this group, I think, will that group, I think, will start to come off the board here. Um, Pitts is fascinating in this spot, in this range, um, you know, could be amazing, uh, obviously, you know, could, could be just as good as he was last year and you'll feel a little bit disappointed if he doesn't score more touchdowns. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's the older players, you know, this is where you're starting to see the majority of the names you listed there feel like they're, they're older guys or, you know, guys that are in situations that feel a little crappy because of, of what happened to them a year ago. I'll give the names again. I know it's a lot to digest if you're just listening. Barkley, Hopkins, Metcalf, Waddle, Jacobs, Connor, Pitts, Zeke, Dobbins, Burrow, Montgomery, Elijah Mitchell, DJ Moore, and Chris Godwin. And I, I not really counting Chris Godwin because he's probably a second round pick if he's healthy. But um, this is the end of round three and all the way through pick 48, 12 team league, the end of round four. So if you're on the clock with the 35th pick, Jamie, and all of these guys are available, who's your absolute favorite? I mean, obviously, it would depend on what I need. Um, You've got one wide receiver and one running back at this point. I have one wide receiver and one running back at this point. I would probably, I mean, if Godwin's available, clearly that's him. Uh, Godwin's not available. It'd be between probably Hopkins and DJ Moore uh, in PPR. and half PPR, it'd probably be between Jacobs and Montgomery or Connor. Um so that's the the route I would go. If I had to, you, you want to make me give you a name? PPR, I would take DJ Moore. Um, half PPR, I would take Connor. Does the guy with a 36 pick have two running backs? No. <laughs> I, I think my top three would be Montgomery, Connor, and um, Godwin. Well, God, yeah. Who else after Godwin? It's probably, man. I I do like the running backs more than I like the wide receivers in that range outside of Godwin. I think right. I think DJ Moore I have higher than uh, than Metcalf or Hopkins or Waddle right now. So he'd be my next highest wide receiver after Godwin. I I would not be taking Pitts in this range, but not, and I wouldn't take Burrow obviously. But none of the running backs are out of place here. That's what really jumped out to me. I I kind of like the running backs, not all of them more than the wide receivers on a whole here. And historically, I think that's probably a really bad idea. 
<laughs> I just broke it down how good round four has been for wide receivers lately. You get a lot of top 12 finishes at wide receiver uh, in round four, and we know the running back dead zone has has begun at this point. But I, I, I don't know what it is. I would guess, and I don't know this, but I would guess these drafts have fewer running backs taken in the first 34 picks than our drafts or consensus drafts will by the time we get to August. Okay, let's let's filter that. So, running backs in the first 34 picks. Like one what, of them is Brees Hall, but he'd be RB 16. The easiest is what what running back number is Barkley? 17. Okay, so there's 16 running backs taken in the first. One 34 of them is Brees Hall, so 15 in the current player pool, and then yeah. Brees Hall is 16. And then there's four or five quarterbacks. Mm, in how many picks? Well, Burrow is QB what? Uh, four. Okay, so there are three quarterbacks taken before this group. Yeah, it, Allen is 23rd, Mahomes 32, Herbert 34. And just two tight ends, I guess. Unless, well, unless Kittle, yeah, two tight yeah, ends. Burrow at four is so crazy. Yeah, it's surpri- a little surprising, I guess. Uh, okay, next topic. Let's talk about Amari Cooper, 57th overall. What? Heath, steal the draft. Mari Cooper, 57th overall. I mean, I would presume that Brandon Cooks is in the 70s somewhere, so he's probably a better value because he always oh, is. Will you stop but, with your just, – just stop with Brandon Cooks for one minute, okay? Um, I, I would say that, yes, Amari Cooper is a spectacular value there, and I'd feel much better about taking a running back in that round four group if I knew that I could wait another 15 picks and take Amari Cooper with my next pick. But this, this is where he'll go if there's a – Six game plus suspension for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good point. Um, and by the way, Brandon Cooks is seventy fifth. <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my favorite value. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess not much really needs to be said there. Good point about the suspension. Where do you think Amari Cooper should go if there's no Deshaun Watson suspension? Third round. I would take him ahead of Hopkins and. Um, more Metcalf, Metcalf and and DJ Moore. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Looking at the ADP, how late can you go in average draft position to find a few running backs that you're comfortable with as your RB two? Well, what what kind of RB two are you talking about? Are you talking about guy that I'm definitely not worried about workload because I built another really because I built a really good team or I'm taking a Tony Pollard, AJ Dillon type of guy because I know the rest of my team is good and that guy pops is going to be good. It's going to be great, but he's still going to be serviceable enough. <clears throat> so it's like essentially what I guess the, the question would be is would you rather have a strong receiver flex and a weaker RB2 as opposed to the other way around? It doesn't really matter to me, I guess. I, I'd probably rather have some running back depth. Well, you could have depth. Like, you know, you could have two or three of these guys, you know, so, if, you know, take the typical hero RB route and let's say you go Eckler round one, receiver, receiver, tight end receiver, receiver again. And then you're looking at Kareem Hunt, AJ Dillon, Tony Pollard type of guy. Yeah, there, yeah, I mean, there are three. Look, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Looking at this ADP, it looks like round eight is the answer because um, from pick. 84 through 96, you've got Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Rashad Penny, Miles Sanders, Chase Edmonds. 
Um, Amazing those group. Guys, I don't get yeah, that. Those, those are that, fine. That's insane. How do you like get if, those you, guys? You, you, you have to be crazy, crazy to take Saquon and, and Elliot where they're going, knowing that these caliber players are, are still available so much later. And some of that is they do have the rookies in here. So three rookie running backs, Hall, Walker, and Spiller, are all going in the first seven rounds ahead of these guys. Um, but And probably they're worried about competition for a couple of them, like showing up on draft day. Yeah. So maybe some of this will shift around after the draft. But yeah, if any of those guys are available in round seven or eight, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Maybe you'd try to double dip in rounds seven, eight, nine. As these would be your RBs two and three or no? Yeah, but th- this this is the perfect reason to go zero RB. You know, I mean, yeah. if you if you can end up with two or three of these guys, my gosh. Well, all right, the guys would be who Singletary and Hunt, Singletary, Clyde, Penny, Sanders, Sanders? Edmonds, I mean, Pollard. They're, they're all there. There's going to be one of these guys that ends up in the top fifteen. You know, barring competition and health. Mm-hmm. There's there's too much upside not to, I mean you saw it with Singletary last year you know Sanders all he didn't do was score touchdowns <laughs> you know if you had a few more touchdowns in there you'd, you'd certainly feel a lot better uh, Clyde health you know so th- there there's a lot to like about this group and yeah. and Kareem Hunt's an injury away from being a top five running back yeah Singletary is the guy who could swing the most based on the NFL draft if they don't draft so many people expect the Bills to take a running back uh, you know fairly early if they don't. Singletary is going to skyrocket. He's not going to be 88th overall, 89th overall. Right. Where, where do you think he'll end up? Top 50? 60. Uh, yeah, 55. If they, if they don't draft a running back before day three, if the Bills don't do that, would you rather have Singletary or Ezekiel Elliott? Singletary. Um, I'll go Singletary over Zeke, but I'm extending it to round four. Okay. They take a round four running back, then I'm taking Zeke. So how about same question, but with wide receivers? How late can you go in ADP to find a few wide receivers that you're comfortable with as your third guy, as your wide receiver three? I would say same range, right? I am pulling up the round eight wide receivers, and they are Gabriel Davis, Traylon Burks, Brant, nope. That's, there's just no wide receivers going in round eight. Um, <laughs> like, literally. Um, Adam Thielen, though, is right at the end of round seven. Cortland Sutton, Michael Thomas, those guys are round seven picks. What? <laughs> I, I think that's the range right there because after that, you're getting into the Michael Gallup, the Rashad Bateman, the Rondale Moore. Those guys I like having as a fourth wide receiver or as a flex, but I don't feel good about them as my number three. Hmm. All right, so if, if round seven and eight feels like where you could fill out your starting lineup with a RB2 and a wide receiver three, well, I guess you need a flex. How do how do we draft? Right, If we're working backwards here. You could well, get first a you have to pick in. round one. You, you, oh, all right. I always... See, if I just used my first round pick more instead of just skipping it, I'd probably <laughs> do better. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you could get a tight end. You could... I guess you could get a quarterback and a tight end in your first five or six picks, and then you'd have two, two. Yeah, this works. Well, go, go back to the Cooper Cup scenario. So you go Cup, Cup one, mm-hmm. AJ Brown two, Fournette three. 
What's available in round four? That was all those running backs that Adam was talking about. Um, yeah, but we're, if, you, we, if we skip that group, you could take Kyle Pitts there or another wide receiver like DJ Moore. Why don't I take Mark Andrews in the third and James Conner in the fourth as opposed to Fournette and Pitts? Fine. Because, because this is our shared team. And you didn't ask. <laughs> yeah, you didn't ask. But well, I would take AJ Brown over Mark Andrews. So, Cooper Cup. Oh, I thought a- you could get both. I'm sorry. All right, Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, Mark Andrews, James Conner. <laughs> you just pay us now. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. It's a good squad. And then in round the- five, we're taking Amari Cooper. Yeah, Amari Cooper. Brandon Cooks in round six. So we have three receivers. No, stop. We're getting our third receiver in round seven or eight. We already established. Let's take a quarterback in round six. Uh, you're not gonna uh, like Lamar. ADP for this, Lamar. Of course, let's do it, Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson, but Lamar. And then so we got, wait, this is, where are we now? We're through round six, we no have idea. Lamar, Connor, Cup, Brown, and Andrews. Yeah, <laughs> and Cooper or no? We got Lamar Cooper in round five, yeah. That feels like too many players. Through no, we can't have AJ Brown and. James Conner. Yeah, we can. James Conner. No, we have Andrews. Andrews was our third round pick. Then we can't have Conner. Yeah, Conner wouldn't make it all the way back to forty eight, I guess. Right. Well, what was he? Yeah, he was like he was thirty nine. Okay. okay. All right. So what are we doing at the end of round four? So we go Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, Mark Andrews. The end of round four, about forty eighth overall. We could take David Montgomery. He probably won't get there. Uh, Elijah Mitchell. Or DJ Moore, Chris uh, Terry. I'm not gonna say Godwin. Terry McLaurin, Kittle. What if we do a running back instead of AJ Brown, Jamie? Uh, you're telling me Kittle's available at the end of round four? Yeah, I don't need to take he's, Andrews probably. He's in round. I five. would much rather have George Kittle at the end of round four than Mark Andrews in the beginning of round three. Okay, so we're restarting. Cooper Cup is our first pick. Then we're going AJ. All right, we start pick. Go, Adam. You get the first round. Cooper Easy Cup. Do round two, I'll do round three. Cooper Cup. So I'm picking what number? 23 or 24? 23. Um, yeah, I'll take AJ Brown. Okay, so round three, I'll take James Conner. Mm, you could take Antonio Gibson or Aaron Jones. I'll take Aaron Jones. Okay. So AJ Brown, Aaron Jones, Cooper Cup, and I will have the pick at the end of round four. Which will be, well, DJ Moore. I don't know why you are making our team worse than you have to. Why didn't you just take Chris Godwin? Because I'm not. Um, because I. So I will take George Kittle. No, you have to use the ADP that's available to you. Take Chris Godwin. All right, Chris Godwin <laughs> is the layup, but I, I mean, Chris Godwin is not going to be there. But I, you don't know that he's ready for Week One, though. He won't be there I, he, if he's out three weeks. He will not be available. At we are drafting weeks. a team today, Adam, as fine. people have. That's the ADP we're using. Chris Godwin. We are drafting is, a team today. Okay. Okay. Fine. Chris Godwin. And, and I took Kittle. And then Kittle. All right. So our team right now, through five rounds, is. Cup, Brown, Godwin, Kittle, and Aaron Jones. Yeah, that's good. And then you have to take a quarterback in round six, which could be Lamar Jackson. Why do I have well, to? It cannot be <laughs> this Lamar is Jackson. Because of, the, because of the exercise that we're doing where we're based on the last I two. I took our fourth receiver for a flex. And Lamar's at fifth pick 55. Okay, then uh, so what, is that what round are we in? We're in round six. Okay, fine. So Russell Wilson. 
No, we don't take a quarterback. I'd we rather take to. Brandon Cooks. <laughs> no, we have to because what I was saying is you could take a tight end and a quarterback in rounds one through six at some point. And but still, why would you not take the best available player, which could be a flex? It was an exercise I was doing to show you that basically right, the exercise, exercise we found is that by this ADP, we do not want to take a quarterback in right. the first rounds. No, because I do. And this is my damn team. So nope. Brandon Cooks, we have our flex. But we can get Brandon Cooks. We can get Michael Thomas or Cortland Sutton in the next round. Let's take Russell Wilson here. So and then Cortland Sutton after that. And then Kareem Hunt or Devin Singletary. Uh, Russell that. Wilson's picked 65. He would not be there at the end of the sixth round. Stop cheating. Oh, it is the end of the sixth round. All right. This fell apart. Thanks for listening. Let's read some emails. <laughs> FantasyFootballCBSI.com. Here we go. From Tom. This is why we don't share a football team. Yeah. Jeez. Th- three of us? That'd be bad. Tom in a sunny little city with two. Our baseball pro- team is awesome. Yeah. Jamie and I have a great fantasy baseball team. Look out. Tom in a sunny little city with two pro football teams and two NBA teams. A city Los with two Angeles? pro football teams and two NBA teams? Got to be Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yeah. Or New York. No. Sunny. Yeah. And there's really no foot, football teams in New York City. Well, they're named New York. Yeah, but you know, you know it's L.A. I were allowed only five keepers from the previous season. It's a full PPR league. So he got David Montgomery and Christian McCaffrey for free off waivers. Wow. He has Jalen Waddle for a dollar. All right. He wants to know who would you keep? He's got Kyler Murray, CeeDee Lamb, AJ Brown, Jalen Waddle, Kamara, McCaffrey, Montgomery, Javante Williams, Gibson, Kelsey, and Gronk. So pick five there. He's leaning towards Javante, McCaffrey, CeeDee Lamb, and then he's kind of torn on the other two between, it's not going to be Kyler, but A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddle, Alvin Kamara, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, and Travis Kelsey. Um, wow. Kelsey and Kamara. Yeah, I'd go McCaffrey, Montgomery, Javante... AJ Brown and Kelsey. So you'd leave Lamb off. I would I think I'd take Kelsey over Lamb. You take Montgomery over Lamb in a PPR league. Three receiver PPR league. Yeah, I'm I've got Montgomery in round two and I have Lamb in round three. So right. this is from Clayton. A longtime listener from the city home to the largest monument in the United States. Washington. Washington, <laughs> I guess. All right, we get to keep four players each year with no penalty. We can keep them for as long as we want and grade the trade. I give up Josh Allen, Antonio Gibson, and pick 1.7. I get Javante Williams, pick 1.3, and pick 3.8. Mm, you Ew. guys messed up. <laughs> It's a the one largest monument is not in Washington. Oh, where is it? It's the gateway to the West. W- really? That's bigger than the Washington Monument? It says the tallest man-made monument in the United States. The Six Gateway years. Arch. 630 feet. Wow. I know how tall the Washington Monument is. 555 feet and one-fifth of an eighth of an inch. I remember my tour guide at like eighth grade saying that over and over again. It worked. 
All right, so the trade is give up. What's jo- the league? Josh Allen. It's a it's a dynasty league. But one QB or two? No, it's play? not a dynasty league. We get to keep four players each year, and there's oh, so this is not rookie picks, and it's not super flex. All right, it's a four player keeper league. <laughs> give up Josh Allen and Antonio Gibson and the seventh pick. Get Javante Williams, the third pick, and pick 3.8. Done. I like Javante better than Gibson. You're obviously getting a four-pick upgrade. and 3.8 versus Josh Allen. And 3.8 versus Josh Allen, yeah. Okay. And, and so that would really be like 7.8 if everybody's keeping four players, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I... I mean, I don't think we have enough information to grade this trade. Incomplete. All right, this is from Jason. Hey, Deuce, Richard, Willie, and Najee. Steelers running backs? Mendenhall, Parker, Harris. Deuce? Daly? Deuce Staley. No, he didn't. No. Deuce Bettis? Deuce McAllister was not ever on their team, right? I don't know. I don't know. Figure it out, Heath. What I can are only, names again? Deuce, Richard, Willie, and Najee. The last three definitely seem like Steelers running backs. How do you not put Bettis on there? Or Franco? I can only keep four of these six players. It is a standard scoring league. Keepers move up one spot from their previous draft position. You cannot keep the first-round picks. I have the 11th pick out of 12. Okay, Dalvin Cook for the 11th overall pick. So Dalvin Cook in the first round. David Montgomery, he doesn't tell me the rounds. So just pick players, four of six, non-PPR. Dalvin Cook, first round. David Montgomery, T. Higgins, A.J. Dillon, Michael Thomas, Mark Andrews. Just one? No, four. Standard scoring. Uh, Cook, Andrews, Montgomery, and Higgins. Yep. All right. Thank you, Jason. Deuce McAllister did not play for the Steelers. Hmm. Yeah. I have no idea what this is then. Well, what numbers did they all wear? Heath, look up their numbers. Deuce McAllister wore number 26. Okay. What was Najee? I, I don't remember. Richard Mendenhall wore number 34 and number 28. So I don't okay. think that's... Nope. Is it? Well, I mean, they're all... Okay, Najee Harris was number 22. So they're all with... I think these are running backs who all wore jerseys from somewhere between 22 and 34. <laughs> <laughs> all right, have well, a great weekend. Connection. Huh? There's no college connection. Nope. We're still on this? All right. Yeah. You know what? Write us back, Jason. Back. So round six. <laughs> Definitely not um, taking the quarterback. I may have had I may have it. Oh, no. I was going to say, um, Deuce McAllister was picked 23rd overall. Richard Mendenhall was picked 23rd overall. But Najee was 24th. And then I remembered Willie was 
I don't think Willie Parker was like a sixth round pick or something, wasn't he? I think he was undrafted. Yeah, if, right. <laughs> well, that's it for today's show. But what did we learn from today? Let's recap. What did we learn today? <laughs> <laughs> we learned that everyone's favorite part of the show was probably the two to three minutes that I was gone. So I'll have to go back and listen to that. No, we learned that uh, you're not going to watch day three of the NFL draft. Uh, that's probably true. I mean, what do I have to watch it for? I just track it on my phone. I don't have to really watch this stuff. I've watched plenty of day threes of the NFL draft. It's not, it's it. So when, you know. when Heath and I and Dave are doing our show on, on HQ, you're not going to watch? Can I honestly, can I tell you the truth? Uh, I hope nobody can hear this in my house. Thursday is my wife's birthday. I'd like to do something nice for her, but Thursday and Friday are going to be basically impossible. So I'd like to go out for lunch on Saturday with her and the family and maybe some other. Why don't you go out for dinner after the draft is over? Because then the because we have to do a podcast when the draft is over. So then it's, it's like six. the podcast is at six. You're not getting me at Saturday six. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you're on that one. <laughs> I don't well, think I am. My son's 10th birthday. I'm not doing it. Right. Okay. So there you go. So we're doing a podcast at some point. I don't know that we're doing a full length show. It might be a Do show. Do it later. Uh, Who's listening will, at six o'clock? Will there be more everyone. fantasy relevant running backs drafted on day three or day one? <laughs> day three. Not close. Yeah, probably. No, I'm going to say day one. No one's getting drafted on day one. Brees Hall is going to make it into the first round. <laughs> no chance. Well, there are very, right, very, Let, very we'll few fantasy right relevant now. running backs on day we'll make three. A bet. Very we'll make few. a bet. This is going to be in your favor. If a running back, no, it's going to be my favor. If a running back goes in the first round, I, if a running back goes in the first round, I cannot give away any podcast league spots. <laughs> if none go in the first round, I get to give away one. I'm so sick of you giving away podcasts. But you're taking them from from the. I've never given away a bad one. I don't know what that means. I don't know how you'd measure that. I've given it away to people that have special circumstances or military members. Fine, 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 fine. I get one. Come Deuce on. Staley did play for the Steelers. Maybe I know he just he did. spelled. Maybe he just spelled Deuce. I mean, it's spelled wrong in the email. I don't remember Deuce Staley on the Steelers, so it must not have happened. So I. This is an invalid email. All right, so Brees Hall or another running back goes in round one, then I cannot give away any podcast league spots. I love it. I love it. It's the only thing I'm going to care about on draft day now. <laughs> I don't even care about the fifth but or the seventh pick anymore. If no running backs go in the first round, I get to give away five. No, one. You said one. No, no, we said five. He heard it. <laughs> We're out of here, everybody. Have a great weekend. Everybody loves me giving away spots. We'll talk. Everybody loves me giving away spots, too, but I can't do that because you give them all away. <laughs> We'll talk to you on you Monday. Like Ryan Wilson. Everybody. See you later.